Testing, testing one, two. This is a test. Alright, this is round three at trying to get in a podcast. Uh, I'm having a returning guest, Mr. Justin Marquez, a like-minded philosopher and also a comedian and a jester of his own ways. Uh, Hopefully it runs through smoothly. Thanks for tuning into the Eclecticast. I am the Otter, and let's get into today's episode. There we go. You Round three. Round three. Let's <laughs> Third time. Ew. <laughs> it's cool. Sorry, right, bud. Conversations have been good every single time, so we're good. Uh, I've been good. Been good. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I right now I'm currently unemployed on unemployment, so uh, it's uh, I don't know. It's been a bit of a slow. <laughs> it's been of a slow period in my life. Of course, like everybody's, I'm not alone in that. But like you, you said something that I thought was interesting the other day when we spoke uh, about how like time okay. doesn't matter anymore. Like you just don't know the days because you don't need Saturday is the same thing as Monday. Uh, you know, there's no. Time is just an illusion that we no longer have to attribute ourselves uh, in a weird way. Yeah, you. It was funny. Cause I was like, I thought we said Sunday. You're like, it is Sunday? Question mark. And I was like, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> <It's true. laughs> That's <right. laughs> when do when when do the days matter? Like Sunday again is just the same as Thursday. There's no there's no differentiation because we have nothing going on in our lives. <laughs> yeah, I actually I actually just got a job as a stock boy at a big lot. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, literally, yeah. I, I only work days where the trucks come in. So like two or three nights a week for like three hours, and I just take the book the boxes off the truck by myself and just put yeah. them away. Yeah, <laughs> and that's that's probably like the like the only thing you have planned for that week, right? Like that's <laughs> what what other plans? Well, I actually i I've spent three weeks in San Diego trying to find a job. That was the first thing that was like I was yeah. able to get, and then uh, yeah. so for the first three weeks, man, I've just been raging against the machine. You know, just <laughs> <laughs> every day's been a blur. Yeah, I get it. What 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 brought you down to uh, San Diego? Were, were you living with somebody, or what, what's going on down there? Uh, well, I was staying at a place in uh, in OC, and and right. my roommate situation like there was two kids there, and then one of the ladies was pregnant with a third on the way. Right. And then right. homie moved into his grandpa, so it's like we had literally like the the COVID trap, you know, like yeah. the. <laughs> There's like the little ones and old people and then some people in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and you, yeah, me, man. I'm, when I'm not <laughs> when I'm not working or doing anything, I like to drink. I like to smoke. I like to be, you know, like listening to loud psychedelic music and listening yeah. to weird podcasts. And yeah. It's not very copacetic with the environment I was in, so I decided that maybe a change in environment would be suitable for everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get it. <laughs> so, no, I my, buddy, my my buddy's really interesting actually. The guy that I'm living with right now, um so he works with Greenpeace. He's been working with Greenpeace for a long time. Oh, really? Um 
And actually, so they had thousands and thousands of grassroots community outreach funding canvassers, you know, like the guys you'd see outside Express. Yeah. And with COVID, they had to change their model. So now they're doing uh, environmental telemarketing. (laughs) Wow. Is that what they call it or is that what you're calling it? Is that that the official name or is that... (laughs) From what I've overheard from listening to him work at home, that's what it is. Wow, Jesus Christ. But, uh, That's very interesting. Dude, this is what's crazy is they went from, you know, thousands of people to only 13 in the entire country. <laughs> All over the phone? Yeah. That's so funny. Oh my goodness. That's so interesting. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you, you think, think about people... it, like. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, you think people hated Greenpeace before? Now they're calling you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, what I was gonna say was like the the out the the uh, the people who hang out in front of the stores and and get you, uh, the, those are basically just like in person telemarketing. So it makes sense that they transmute over to the phone and stuff. It's just it's I mean, I, like because I've done that. I recently actually had a job that was basically in person telemarketing, uh, where you just stand inside of a Costco and ask every single person who comes in whether or not they want to switch cable packages. Uh, and sometimes Time. you get water. No, 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 no. Uh, dish, dish. <laughs> I, I sold dish cable packages, man. It was too much. I, uh, I did it for about a week and I was like, fuck this. This is the worst fucking job I've ever had. <laughs> Cause you're on your feet fucking eight hours. Just ask have cable. Uh, it's just, it was, it was too much. <laughs> uh, I, uh, but the guy, you probably, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, finish what you're going to say. Oh, I was going to say, what you probably don't know is I worked for Greenpeace as one of those guys in front of the store for about two and a half years before comedy. Oh, no, yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. <laughs> it's, 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 yeah, I respect that. I respect that it, that you were able to do that. The, the, uh, the, the guy I trained with, my, my trainer, my sales trainer, he was actually the best at selling dish cable packages in the whole country. He would work on his breaks, his lunches. He would come in a half an hour before work to work. He would stay an hour after work to work. He would come in on his on his off days. He worked seven days a week, even even days when he wasn't supposed to be working. He would work, uh, you know. And I was like, man, I couldn't do that. You know, I was that was just that's not possible for my mental state. I, I would I would end up fucking uh, suicidal like your fucking roommate. It would. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I. Uh... I uh, I had to quit right around the time Trump was elected because I was starting to have people wanting to fight me in the streets for asking them if they wanted to talk about the ocean. <laughs> oh my goodness! Where were you? Where were you? Huntington Beach? Uh, I was yeah. I was working for the OC office, so we would do everything in Orange County, uh, up into from San okay. Clemente yeah. to Long Beach. <laughs> okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. Damn, but that's uh, some yeah. ass experience. <laughs> I got to travel with them. Uh, I got to go out to Colorado and uh, work on anti-fracking campaigns and go out and petition okay. door-to-door and in the streets. And I mean, yeah. I got to see people whose homes were directly affected by this and talk to them. It was really cool, you know, and it was a job. Yeah. I got paid $15 an hour plus benefits to stand outside of Sprouts yeah. Monday through Friday from one to six. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. That is really um, good. Uh, but yeah, people damn, to fight no. you. People would yell at you you know it was brutal but 
uh, stand-up was a lot easier to start once I... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once I started doing stand-up, I was like, oh, it's like canvassing, but you're selling yourself. Yeah, yeah, basically. <laughs> basically, you're just saying, hey, everybody, look at me. I know you don't want to, but I'm up here, so you got to look at me. That's <laughs> I'm Mr. Grand grab- Cheeks, look at me. <laughs> 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 yeah, no, it's, it's, a, it's a real rough job the thing is though is that like I'm assuming that the Greenpeace that whole operation that was something you believed in like that was something you could get behind morally and ethically the issue was that I couldn't I couldn't convince myself well enough that I, I it was it was the right thing to do to sell cable subscription packages because for me I have to believe in the job I'm doing that's why I'm a comic right I have to actually enjoy the work that I'm putting in the eight hours a day or if not I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna lose it <laughs> what you don't believe you know, in it's... mind control <laughs> <laughs> what TV programming you don't believe in that <laughs> no, you know what though, and the thing too is that who's gonna buy cable nowadays when everybody's switching to uh, the other form of mind control, which is uh, Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, right? Uh, no, comes with nobody, that. Nobody, people, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, which actually, I feel like probably segues into the topic, which is uh, virtual reality. Right? Virtual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so so what 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 uh i guess let's start where our interest began with virtual reality where did your interest for virtual reality become most prominent for you i think i think for me there's a couple different places uh first of all uh uh the 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 big two of them were probably like for you alan watts and terrence mckenna those are the big. They, they they speak so. I'm sure you'll agree. They speak so eloquently about virtual reality. They they talk about this idea of the mindscape and of separating ourselves from the body and being able to 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 create spaces around us and then the spaces create us in the virtual world. And that's super fascinating to me. Uh, the the idea that you know. Uh, that we can we can we can manifest with our with our minds the space around us like virtual architecture. Uh, so yeah, that's that's pretty much where mine began. Uh, and then also just like experiencing virtual reality, and also experiencing like th- a new method by which we can tell stories as artists and writers and creators. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean. We're all kind of the heroes of our own movie, in a sense. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We all we all exist in the cinema of our mind, uh, you know, like a panorama of our worst and best memories. Uh, so that's that's a really big one for me. Ter- Terrence McKenna was probably the biggest one. Uh, just how he spoke about the future of the virtual uh, and this idea of like electronic Buddhism, right? That we're going to 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 be able to lose ourself within within the virtual world, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's pretty fucking that's insane. I don't know what do you think. Yeah, that's I mean, pretty much you hit it on the the, the head there. Uh, Terrence McKenna would always speak of the concept of uh, accelerative novelty, right? So yes, like we're in this right. progress of speeding up culture so that we can all harbor our own experience to the full utmost uh, 
development of the persona, right? And that these right. tools would give us the medium to be able to develop our own characters and our own minds to the extent of our own imagination. Right, 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 right. Because all tools are just manifestations of, of our limbs, of our body, which are manifestations Extensions. of our mind. Yeah, 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 extensions, but also manifestations. Because what, like, what we 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 imagine this thing, and then we use language to bring it into reality, right? We we we. I, I like to use the word manifest, but extensions also works because we're extending our limbs, but we're manifesting those limbs from our head. Uh, so I don't know. Well, in the in the sense of the idea that we're indivisible, right? That there's not really much that's yeah. really separate. Uh, that's what yeah. I mean by yeah. an extension. It's an external um, portal of the same thing that is already existing within our psyche that we've now used. And I like the, that it's termed as artificial because if you really look at it, there's nothing artificial about it because we used everything out of the earth to create these gadgets. So it's all used by what right. we have here. Right. Yes, you're absolutely correct. That's something that sometimes people don't understand. The idea that nothing is... Nothing is is out of this world. Everything is natural. Every piece of technology, every piece of earth, every piece of, you know, uh, plastic, every piece of, you know, uh, you know, every piece of things that we've created all exist on this earth. Uh, and thus being natural. The, the idea for me, like, not just the virtual reality, but of technology uh, as an overall, is, is something that's super interesting because all technology comes from the earth it comes from us the earth is birthing this new form of life from its from its uh from its uh from its people from from the people who who see through its own eyes which is us uh technology man technology is fucking crazy it's like what you said i think you said yesterday or when we talked last about how um that in the same sense that Alan Watts or certain, you know, uh, prominent intellectuals have said that we are just the aperture in which the universe experiences itself. Yes. Well, virtual right. reality is just the next step in the phase, right? Like where we can yeah. ultimately harness our own utopian vision of what our worlds would like to be. Right, 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 right. Uh, uh, Carl Sagan said that. Carl Sagan, the great uh, scientific communicator. We're just, we're just manifesting the universe and extending our own limbs outside of us via via the consciousness of, of the cosmos right uh which is a fucking heavy thing to realize that everything is just everything is just the earth manifested technology virtual reality is just another method by which we can experience consciousness uh it's the consciousness heightened right uh, i just i we, we brought this up last time and also probably the time before that about like the 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 alan watts discussion on like like the dreamscape right because we go into this dream and we can do whatever we want uh and then we get bored of it. <laughs> we get bored of it so we say let's forget let's forget and uh let's just experience something new and fresh as we go 
Uh, yeah, I think actually what's great about that is that my mo the most popular episode of this podcast is my deep dive into that simulation theory using Alan Watts as the unknown founder of simulation theory where he proposed in 19, but before he died in 1973, that somehow at one point we had to give ourselves this amnesia state in order to experience ourselves truly right. without knowing that we're the ones behind the computer. So I think it's really right. funny to think about that mystery button that we hit and right. here's uh here's another thing that I, I think is super important about that is just the ability to critically think can lead to things where this was oh this was over you know 40 50 years ago and it's coming to fruition right so it's like clairvoyant almost in a sense like his yes. own premonition <laughs> of his ability to think produced something where it helped us imagine it Right, right, right. He used he used lingu uh, linguistics to 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 expand his own mind so much so that he was able to create a new meme and culture. And now that meme is constantly being discussed by prominent people like Elon Musk, who are now changing the world based on those ideas. Right? Oh, Jesus Christ! Take the red pill, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm on board. Yes, thank you, Elon. We will take the red pill. Somebody like him, uh, like somebody like Elon Musk, uh, is the just the kind of person who should be taking the red pill, quote unquote, because he can actually actively change the world with psychedelic and weird ideas like that. Uh, you know. Well, I he took a battery and put it in a car and made it sexy, dude. Now we're going to the mo we're going to Mars. So yeah. <laughs> we're going, um, I, I do want to say that though, there are many aspects of it that are possible that are going to make our futures potentially better, and that these extensions, in the same sense that like you know we're the ant and technology is the ant hill, we're building this thing right. together, right? Yeah, right. Uh, right. I'm not I'm sure if I'm. If I'm I'm happy with the beta test that social media has been. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you mean? Do you mean as far as like we're programming, we're programming our our, our AI's brain through the internet, but in social this, media? No, no, no. In, in the go ahead, go ahead. in the sense of can we really live in this community together online in a virtual space? Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's a, that's a very good point. I I don't know. I mean, we've already seen, uh, and, and you and I both know, we've already seen the the very disconcerting effects of social media, right? The the uh, the uh, the echo chambers that now exist uh, to to that, that, that pigeonhole people's beliefs so much so that they can't even have a conversation with other people's ideas without getting upset. Uh, you know, it's 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 it could it could make it worse for us. It could pigeonhole us so much so that that's the entirety of reality, right? We just break up into factions of beliefs. Either you believe what I believe, or you don't, or you get out. Um, however, right. I, I do. I do think that there's a potential. Uh, on, on a side note, there is a potential to maybe solve some crime issues with the potential of virtual reality. Because if you can, if you can have the same kind of thrill from murdering somebody in a virtual world that doesn't necessarily have any uh, effect on the real world, perhaps that can be some sort of you know. Uh, I, I don't know. Maybe there's maybe there's something there as far as like. Uh, uh, 
But here we are, here we are falling into that trap again. Here we are falling into that trap again of the divisibility. There's nothing indivisible, remember? So how can you say that something that's going to be affected in the extension won't affect the host? That's a very good point. That's a very good point. Perhaps I've not yet seen the manifestations of that of that specific perspective. Yeah, you're right. It's very easy to fall in that. Uh, good, good catch on that. Well, I, mean, I just think of like player one. Ready Player One showed how if you lose in the game, you lose everything that you actually own in real life too. Right. Yeah. I mean, it also depends on it. Also depends on the virtual world itself. Uh, I'm just saying that perhaps there are potential programs that we can develop that can help people actually relieve stress outside of their own reality. But then again, like you said, eventually if we find ourselves immersed enough in the virtual world and forget (laughs) that there's an outside world, you know, well, it might become real murder. <laughs> uh, if if the virtual world is the only thing that exists, and you kill somebody in the virtual world, what's 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 stopping that from being a crime? Uh, well, how many people harm themselves over things that have been said to them online? Right, you're right, you're right. That's, that's, that's absolutely correct. Uh, I, 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 I've made a huge effort Look at Nick to Cannon right now. Media what's, what's going on with Nick Cannon? Oh, you haven't heard about Nick Cannon? I, I did hear he was saying a bunch, a bunch of stuff. Upset, but I, I have been staying out of it because I don't really care about his opinions anyway. But tell me, tell me what's going on with his life. Oh, now he's using his uh, social media platform to threaten to his audience that he's going to kill himself over being fired for saying anti-Semitic things on a usually publicized broadcast. Wow, that's not. I did hear about the anti-Semitism. Uh, I didn't. I didn't actually hear him say it. Was it actually anti-Semitic? Did you hear him? Yeah, that people, people that ha- the video is still online if you want to YouTube it. But he, yeah, pretty much what he says that people that have no melatonin or melanin, melanin in their skin are pretty much savage. Yeah, are savages, and that they're the real like animals and not black people. He also wow. said that people who are that use anti-Semitism as a way of defending themselves when people are acting a certain way, uh, they don't have the right to because. Semitism comes from black people in Africa, and it's time for them to regain that word and take it back away from people who claim that anti-Semitism is being happening to them. So it's like, oh, you want to deny all the people that went through the Holocaust and claim that they don't get to be uh, victims of anti-Semitism because it takes away from black people? (laughs) Yeah, that's wrong. That's wrong. Uh, I don't don't know. (laughs) Wow. Nick Cannon's got a bunch of issues, much like uh, another prominent rap artist by the name of uh, Mr. West, Mr. Kanye West, <laughs> uh, who is currently having a breakdown as we speak. Uh, Did you watch the video where he wore a uh, ke- uh, security Kevlar vest the whole time and he talked about how he doesn't know George Soros, but he wants to talk to George Soros. And if Mark Zuckerberg wants to take Facebook and Internet to Africa, that he's willing to talk to him about it. And that's why he should be president. <laughs> no, I um, I don't. I haven't been paying attention at all to Kanye because to be completely honest with you, it makes me very sad because I think he's having another mental breakdown like he has every year. Uh, and he's not getting any help. And it's really fucking, I don't know. I think it's just really sad. Because I like, I. It's I, sweep I, season. I, what? I said it's sweep season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I don't, I've, I've always been a fan of Kanye's music, but he's clearly not mentally healthy. He's clearly, I, I think his whole thing is he's aware of the simulation to a certain extent, but at the same time, he doesn't have <laughs> enough intelligence to verbalize it in a way that makes sense to other people. So it just ends up coming out as garbage. <laughs> no. Right. Um, in, in Russia, in the 80s, when TV was starting to become a big thing, stuff like MTV, for instance, as uh, as like a social thing that people were tuning into and really paying attention to, uh, yeah. the Russian government decided to do something as an experiment in their own country called perception management. Ooh, that's interesting. <laughs> Don't like those words and together. They flooded, <laughs> they flooded the TV with all the things to contradict each other to drive people so mad that they didn't give a shit about anything anymore. And Is that that's true? what they call Yep. And they call it hypernormalization. Wow. It's in that documentary I sent to you. And now oh, those same people have made president for life. <laughs> yeah. Well that's definitely what's going on in the US then. That's uh that's basically a uh uh a perfect description of the of the hypermania that's going on in our country as far as the, the disinformation campaigns. Wow, that's really I gotta I gotta watch the documentary now. That's very it's interesting. Fascinating, but they they mention in that, and that's where I saw a little glimpse of Terrence McKenna in the background of one of these uh, old videos <laughs> they were showing is like the electric Kool Aid acid test in the '60s turned into the ele- the literally the electric Kool Aid acid test in the '90s where people like Steve Jobs and we're coming together with people like Terrence McKenna and artists to show off what they were making in these virtual worlds. And that's where Terrence saw the potential of this. And then I was at a bar talking to my buddy who works in tech and with VR and stuff like that and is very experienced with it. And he was telling me, well, if this hyper normalization shit is true, if they turn that shit on while you're wearing the glasses, then you're fucked. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you will not be able to see it. The, the basically the roots of anything you'll your your, your entire perception of the world per- will change <laughs> say it again i said they'll manage your perception yeah 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 literally they'll manage your you, you won't be able to know what's good and what's bad what's right and what's wrong you're literally your perception that's really really interesting that's that's, that's really horrifying too i think uh, and right now, yeah. Russia stuff, right? Where a lot of stuff's coming out about the elections and how Cambridge, Cambridge, Cambridge Analytica helped, you know, face uh, helped uh, with Facebook to use people's data to swing people towards the right, so Trump would get elected. It's like it's hyper normalization, man, and it's completely perception management, and they're using our social media tools that we volunteer to use against yeah. us. <laughs> right. I, I saw a cool onion. I saw an onion meme, uh, an onion headline that said something like, uh, "Kids new kids are crazy about this new social media app that's literally just you plugging your information into a form." Because that's all social media is when you think about it. We're just plugging our information into forms and then giving them to companies, <laughs> giving legal uh, verbal consent. I check yeah. the box, so I agree. <laughs> and we're all on it. We're. They know exactly where we are, when we are, and what we think and how we think it. They know everything about us, and there's no way out of it unless you totally got off of social media and just totally say, fuck the internet. Uh, unfortunately, that's really, really difficult to do. That's <laughs> uh, There's really no way right now to become, I mean, no easy way, to become an, uh, an artist 
and and share share things with people unless it's through social media. Uh, we've created our own prison and have thrown away the key. <laughs> uh, you know. So to answer the same thing back to you, and I know it's a long roundabout way, but that's how I really got into VR. <laughs> <laughs> When I saw Instagram and Facebook change their terms of policy uh, about, I'd say, a month and a half into quarantine, when they said that we are now correlating with the CDC, the HWO, and federal and local governments in order to report anything that contradicts or is criminal. Um, So pretty much, like, I've been writing this dystopian novel where social media has become the CIA but they tricked us yeah. into wanting it ourselves. <laughs> That's very interesting. I really like that idea. And we're, and we're just, we've become the Agent Smiths, man. We turn into these yeah. nanny state. I'm going to call the cops because you're having a barbecue out here. Like this Karen yeah. bullshit. <laughs> yeah. And we it's, all, it's, we, manage, it's perception management. It's perception management 100%. We've all basically, uh, we've all basically invited big brother into our homes and into our hands we 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 give him who we are willingly uh an event and we're gonna realize oh shit they have us and we're just we're gonna be here forever we're it's it's perception management but on a long a long scale so they're working just slowly but surely to, to, to build build our cage around us uh I don't know. It's it's really it's really horrifying, and I don't. There's no way. I can't imagine a way out of it right now. I just. There, it seems like we're here for for an indeterminate amount of time. You know. Do you want to go further deep into this rabbit hole? Because there's so much more <laughs> that I could tell you about this, my man. <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh, we got it. We got. We got more time. Let's. Uh, okay. Let's get into it. <laughs> so. Investigative journalism, number one, follow the money, right? So if Facebook and Instagram is now turning their terms of policy, saying that what you volunteer onto our site, if we give it to authorities and you get arrested, that's on you and you can't sue us in court. So I was like, okay, time to look up what Facebook's into. They've acquired, okay, so in 2016, they were at about 26 companies. Now they own over 80. Wow, I didn't know that. four years. Yeah, a lot yeah, of the yeah. companies that they've been buying up are Israeli companies that have to do with facial recognition software. That's how we get our filters for our cool <laughs> little things on Instagram. Yeah. Um, <laughs> here's what gets really fucking dystopian and weird is that so they bought a laboratory called Control Labs. If you Google Uh-oh. right now on your computer and type in Control yeah. Labs, their motto is the future of mind control. Yeah. Okay. Wow. That's very interesting. Is that true? Let's have to look that up for free. <laughs> Please Google that's it right wild. now. Yeah, yeah, well, that is fucking wild. That's that's very interesting. So, where does Control Labs primarily operate out of? New York and San Francisco, the two places where the major quarantines began in the United States. Right, 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 right. Well, that's- where also Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. So here's, here's where it gets weird. It's just so the guy who contr- who's in the, the owner and the guy of the head of Control Labs, his name is Thomas R. Reardon. In 2016, Reardon yeah. had a neuroscientist PhD in mind control by introducing something he called the challenge virus. 
uh-huh. where he mixed rabies and SARS okay. coat like SARS one together because he needed the brain to react with all the synapses at once in order to understand how we could catch the uh-huh. behavior patterns before the brain even does so that way we can control it through an app like a watch like a like a eye watch or right so you think right just yeah, didn't yeah. have a podcast we're already having the podcast because it's caught it before i even thought it messing around with this and yeah. accidentally oops it got out and let's just blame china <laughs> yeah yeah so if you want mm, to look that's that, fascinating I, that's where i went into it and i was just like ah oh, fuck this is gonna be bad <laughs> yeah. yeah well that, like so i'm researching uh control labs right now yeah so it seems like what we're what we're looking at is um a piece of technology that allows you to control your computer with your brain however there's always back doors to things, right? Every piece of technology has a back door that allows that piece of technology to also feed back into you. So you're you may be controlling the computer, but I, I suppose the idea is that it you're, it's also controlling you in a way, uh, and it's 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 slowly but surely manifesting consent to use the Chomsky term. Right? Yeah. Manufacturing manufacturing consent so efficiently that you believe that you are coming up with the ideas yourself. (laughs) Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. So when I looked into some of the prototypes they're doing, one of them is a fucking mask. It's a face mask. (laughs) Yeah. 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 All that's very interesting. It's like, why the fuck would you be doing this? (laughs) <laughs> yeah you're a social yeah, media company yeah. right right you you're supposed to exist for our entertainment when when did this become that uh uh when did this become us giving you all of what we are because that's what's happening right we're allowing wow that's really fascinating that's wow the internet the internet maybe might have been a mistake is what i mean <laughs> Maybe not the internet, but social media seems to have been a mistake. Uh, and Mark Zuckerberg is uh, an evil supervillain. Uh, well, although I'm sure the, he's fucking listening to this. So. Let's put, yeah, I know. And that's why we got to use their stuff against them in return for the favor they're giving yeah. us. Uh, <laughs> but I do want to say, let's put this in perspective, right? So right now there's 2 billion plus people on Facebook. There's only 3.5 billion people on the planet who have internet access and constant electricity. So he's got pretty Mm -hmm. much half of the population who are engaged with the dialogue already on his platform and using it. I mean, we know that protests in Egypt and all around the world occupy the Me Too movement. These are all things that were funneled through the platform themselves and were brought to the daylight and made it pop culture. Right, right. Exactly right. They were used by these platforms. Mm. So if you want to say that, like, these guys don't have a hand in the playing field already, they already do, but people don't even think about them. Right. That's very interesting. Well, it's because it's because we've been conditioned so long to expect this as normal now. Uh, I, I don't like. Yeah, you're right. It is. It is the definition of hypernormalization. Um, 
I've been on Facebook since I was in seventh grade, right? Same. That's when that's when Facebook first started becoming a thing. So I just I just never I guess thought about the the nest the the mental ramifications of literally giving my entire and and like we've discussed by now it's too late. By now they know who we are. We exist in the simulation. Uh, and if we want to get out, it's an active step to literally force the bars of our cage down, and it's very, very hard. Um, but yeah, that, sure is, they, that, that whole I'm, thing about. I'm sure they know what go we're ahead, gonna go do because they've been watching us since we were seven. <laughs> <laughs> they know our future. They know our personalities better than we do. In a weird and way. Tell them what we like and what we want to share to people. Our, what our messages? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, I, I, did you ever watch the show Black Mirror on Netflix? I can't anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> you mean that? But, you mean that documentary? Uh, you mean the documentary Black Mirror? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, they they brought up some really, really, really good sci-fi points. Uh, the idea that you know, what, 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 what we have to decide. It, if we're going to go farther, deeper into the idea of of, uh, of of AI, we really have to decide where the boundaries lie for what means to be human. Is this version of myself on the internet, is that a human? Is that because it has all of my emotions, all of my memories, all of my thoughts, everything that I am exists in this virtual real in this virtual world. So what is the true version of you? The the conscious part of you that is in the physical body or the part of you that exists in, in, in VR, right? I, I mean I don't know. What do you what do you think? What are your thoughts? Well, if you sign the terms of agreement, man, and you click that box, then you are saying that you are a virtual entity. That's why they, hey, make yeah. your avatar. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> make yeah, a little virtual right. you so we can put a body to it. <laughs> Damn. Let's go deeper, man. Let's get deeper. <laughs> Where can you take it? All right. So. Let's say, here, here's where it gets kind of weird is, okay, so, you know, Elon, I just signed up for the, the Starlink, right? So he's going to provide internet right. for people via satellite all over the world that he's been sending up about 59 of these things a day. Um, right. So they just sent me an email saying that they're ready to start doing beta testing, that they need, you know, the address, so that way they can pinpoint the location and be able to give you that internet. So let's say yeah. that brings the other 3.5 people onto the grid and then we give you know, them the ability to be able to contribute and to be a part of the, the global tribal communication dialogue that we're all having here. Um, yeah. Aren't they rudimentally a little bit behind compared to people who have had it since they were seven? Isn't this going to be like a different culture shock or a different world for them to enter? <laughs> you, no, that's yeah. That's very true. They won't be they won't be as manufactured as we are at this point, right? It may have different repercussions on their brain chemistry and how they attach themselves to social media. That's a very good point. Yeah. Well, well think about the dopamine hits that we get from likes and from all the stuff and the right. constantly having flashy things passing before our eyeballs like fish, you know, on lures. Just look at that shiny thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. these yeah, people pretty much not urbanized in this sense and have not been conditioned through the same programming as three, the other half of the, the species. Uh, 
Um, right. And then them into this and then going, all right, now that you're here, we're all going to take this big step that we've been waiting for you to get here so we can take. <laughs> so, so you're saying that with Elon Musk's Neuralink, they're going to finally begin tightening the constraints on social control? Okay, let me rephrase it. So we just gave okay. these guys internet and now Elon's going to be like, let's go to Mars. Oh, okay. That's what you meant. That's what you meant. I wasn't sure what you meant by like, by like, let's take the final step. Uh, how do we, no, you're right. We I just gave them that. And now how do we convince them to colonize space? <laughs> With us. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I mean, the, the idea of going to Mars, I, I'm sure Elon is going to do it. He <laughs> seems incredibly determined to do it. And that's very exciting. Uh, what, what scares me is the fact that like, so many of these ideas of space travel are going to be essentially classist. If you're not a millionaire, millionaire, you won't be able to go to you won't be able to go to Mars or explore the galaxy with Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg. Uh, we're, the rest of us are going to be left down here on Earth as the planet co- collapses in on itself. Uh, well, well, the planet won't collapse on itself. We'll collapse in on ourselves because of climate change and uh, and then you know social issues and stuff like that. So. I don't know. It's it's also it's exciting, but it's also like a realization uh, that the rich are about to leave us forever. I think they're not going to come back. <laughs> they're going to control the planet, but they won't live here. They'll be on Mars and other and you know, orbiting orbiting distant stars. See, I'm not. Con- I don't think so. Not yet. That's gonna. That's so far down the line. Here's my thing that I I get uh, I get to thinking about is just all right. So then let's say only the uber rich. So if we can, cause like Virgin Atlantic right now, they dropped all their right. actual 757 planes and now they're making spaceships that can orbit just under the atmosphere enough that you can get from here to China in 20 minutes from a rocket, like a little spaceship right. thing. Yeah. So right. if you could That's- do that, that to the military all right someone is being civilly disobedient on some part of the world. Well, stormtroopers are flying in in 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I know. Saying, it, it, you know it's go ahead, capitalism, go ahead. man. Can we get rid of capitalism in this beautiful utopian <laughs> model in the future? Because if it creeps in, yeah. it's going to take over and it's going to be a harder fight because then it's not about like getting out of the country. It's about getting off the planet. And then there's a moon base with a death star on it and it'll just strike yeah. you down. <laughs> it, right. Here's the problem. Uh, well, it's not a problem. It's just it's just a, a, a roadblock on the way to scrapping capitalism. We we discussed last time the idea that the humanity is 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 forcing itself through the birth canal, right? We are forcing ourselves right. through 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 this painful experience, this painful uh, bottlenecking, and hopefully, if we make it through on the other side, we will have a beautiful, growing, blossomed version of humanity. We have to actively. The only way capitalism will 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 be scrapped is if it entirely collapses in on itself. If capitalism proves itself to be an ineffective, uh, poor ex- uh, uh, medium through which humanity can survive, we'll find something else. We'll find some form of social democracy, hopefully. Um, but we have to experience the pains of birth first, and that's really, really hard. <laughs> that's the hardest thing we've ever had to do together because we've never had this many people all at once going through it. You know? Yeah. 
the tribe's gotten bigger. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Very much so. And now the tribe all knows how big it is because we all see each other through the internet, right? The internet has acted as like a, as a window to the rest of the world. And now we're all interconnected and we're entering this era of a global global economy. Um, and which means global control, you know? And that's, that's my only concern is, is like, I am, as much as I'm a nature loving hippy dippy, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, I, I am still a no-nonsense pacifist, and I truly yeah. believe that on the road to this, a lot of people that are innocent, that necessarily didn't sign up for this, are going to be forced to make this leap, and it's not, it's not a conversation. And that's what I feel is like what's happening in our country right now, or even globally, is that they're right. trying to tank the economy. I mean, this is the only solution. We build a new government, we make a galactic empire, and this is how, you know, the Republic dies with thunderous applause. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it has potential of being like an execute order 66, right? Get rid of the public intellectuals that don't go along with it. Uh, throw anyone into camps or whatever that isn't going to be, you know, that's going to disrupt the cause or whatever. And then yeah. you have the people yeah. uh, pitted against each other. And that's just, that's not going to work in space. <laughs> no, 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 no. We, 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 again, we've discussed this yesterday and farther back. The only way we will get to space together, the only way we will get past Mars is if we abandon our warlike nature and come together as a planet to do it. That's the only way we will gather the resources. That's the only way we will have the money is if we actively say, okay, guys, let's all get there together. Uh, and that I don't see that happening for the next 200, 300 years. Uh, we're just, we're too bitten. I, maybe, maybe that's being pessimistic. I usually like to be optimistic in this case, but I just don't see it. My knowledge of history and science fiction and literature and, and, and ideas tells me that we won't get there until humanity gets over its fucking ego problem. I think. Right. And that's, I mean, how do you like, you know, you can't just dose a bunch of people on mushrooms, dude. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's also not okay. Central. Yeah. Uh, but, but the thing is, so I, I, I'm a big fan of the mushroom as I'm sure you are. Uh, um, I, you prefer LSD, I know, but but uh, I'm sure you're also a big fan of the mushroom. I believe- It's been an ally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tend to believe that the mushrooms are the Earth's response to human, let me say this a different way. The mushrooms act as the mitigating, uh, the mitigator between Earth and humanity. I, I believe that when we take the mushroom, we are downloading and connecting directly to the consciousness of the earth. And the earth has had these ideas and has had these plans of growth for for, for, for billions of years, right? Because I tend to believe that the earth is, a, is an organism. Maybe it doesn't necessarily realize that consciously, but I, I tend to believe that the earth is a conscious enough being that it's propagating humanity upwards and using the mushrooms to do that. So my theory is that perhaps the mushrooms are making somewhat of a comeback in our culture right now because they are preparing us for the next level of humanity, you know? And again, none of that, I don't, everybody tells me I'm fucking crazy when I say that, but I, I do, I think that the pieces are there for the next mushroom revolution. I like that a lot and I wouldn't change a single word of what you said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, it's just, 
you, you and I are both believers in the stoned ape theory. Uh, this idea. I was that, just about know, to bring it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Any any conversation about the mushroom has to include the Stone Day theory and Terrence McKenna, right? Uh, Terrence McKenna is the mushroom's prodigal son. <laughs> um, the Stone the Stone Day theory propagates that. Uh, obviously, you know this, but viewers might not know this. It, it propagates the idea that the mushrooms mitigated and propelled humanity from from monkeys from from apes to to this place that we are now in this 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 accelerationism of culture and technology and science to where we we've been a, we've been alive longer than the dinosaurs have been alive we've been we've been alive sorry sorry we've been the dinosaurs were alive longer than us we've been alive sh- uh, less long than the dinosaurs we have achieved so much and people pretend like it's just humanity but i don't know if that's true I don't know if humanity could have achieved this without the mushroom, and I don't know if we'll get off of this planet without the mushroom either. But that's right. Um, yeah, I mean, he he even suggested that the mushroom came from like a meteoroid that hit here and was just able yeah. to integrate itself. And if you look yeah. at the molecular, molecular structure of it, it's the only one in the fungi family that has a fourth molecule. Really, I didn't know that. That's he was a botanist. That was what fascinated yeah. him to begin with, and why he wanted to experiment is because it stood out in the family and it was different. And once he took it, he realized what it was. Right, 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 right. Oh, this isn't this isn't from Earth. <laughs> this this is not a this is not a naturally grown organism. And uh, I think it's a good start, stopping point for today. I actually have to hop off, but uh, okay, cool. As cool, Terrence cool. McKenna, as Terrence McKenna once said. Uh, Take it easy, but take it. Yeah. <laughs> Can I pitch my podcast real quick? Absolutely. Cool. Uh, please listen to my podcast. Uh, please send help. Uh, you can find that on please send help pod.com uh, uh, on Instagram. You can also find me at me uh, underscore doing underscore comedy. Uh, on my page, I have a, a second podcast, a personal little side art project called Cosmic Conversations. Much more, much very much similar to this podcast uh where i I basically get high and i talk about ideas that's 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 all i do you know just just write about and get ideas that um it's uh for me it's 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 a it's a project of of trying to increase the conversation uh it's it's much like this one it's trying to help people learn to think and see ideas that are maybe past what they are capable of seeing at that moment uh and that is my goal as an artist and that is my goal as a conversationalist uh and that's all i got so thank you ross for having me on i appreciate that thanks for coming on Uh, once you watch that uh normalization uh documentary we'll we'll have a part two yeah, I'm definitely going to need to watch that right now on what you've said to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, buddy. I'll talk right. to you soon. I'll talk to you later. See you, Ralph. Later.